ladies, it's Brittany Brazel. The Lord has given me a passion for motherhood and homemaking. From that passion, a ministry has birthed no higher calling. There is no higher calling on my life than to be wife to Simeon and mama to my littles. I still have so much to learn, but as I continue to grow, it is my desire to share the truths God is teaching me. Hey ladies, welcome to another episode of the No Higher Calling podcast. In today's episode, we are going to talk about involving your kids in world missions. So October is missions month for most churches. They often have missions conferences, mission emphasis Sundays. It just tends to be the month out of the year that everybody just puts an added emphasis on missions. So I wanted to do that in the podcast as well. Obviously, we are missionaries uh, headed to Australia to do church planting work there. So missions is near and dear to our heart, but really it should be near and dear to the heart of every believer because missions is the heartbeat of God. And so in this episode... I want to look at the aspect of missions in regards to involving your kids in missions. You know, a lot of times um, there's, you know, missions emphasis put in church and the adults are hearing it, but we want our kids to grow up with world missions on their heart, in their minds, as just an everyday aspect of their Christian walk. And so through this episode, I just want to share different ways that we have involved our kids in world missions, even as missionaries. You might think, well, you guys are missionaries. So that in and of itself is good enough. You can leave it there. Um, No, actually our kids are going to grow up with the mission field being everyday life for them. That will be their normal. Um, So we want to encourage them to be involved in worldwide missions, to have a global view of God's work in this world. So some of what I share is going to be things that we have done with our kids in our home. Um, But some things that I'm going to share are actually going to be different suggestions and advice given to me from a group of women that I'm actually in on Facebook. It's a missionary wife group. And so I pulled in there. I said, what are some ways that you have involved your kids or that you being in the ministry, being in mission work, what are some neat ways that you have seen children be involved in missions and to get this this heart for world evangelism around the globe. Um, And so they've given some really good ideas. So we are going to just dive in, um, talk about a couple things here, kind of lay some preliminary foundation, and then we're just going to, I'm going to bullet point a bunch of ideas on how you can involve your kids in world missions. So before we start, I want to explain what a missionary is and then just talk about really the importance. Why is this such a big deal? So You know, I know with children, there's, um, you know, uh, the saying that like, oh, everybody should be a missionary. And I get the heart and the idea behind that. The idea behind that is that everybody should be winning people to Christ, should be sharing the gospel, should be um, sharing the testimony of what God has done in their life. And while the the thought behind the phrase, oh, everybody should be a missionary is exact. It is right. Um, I don't think maybe we should present it as everybody should be a missionary because what is a missionary? A missionary is somebody that is called out of a local assembly and is sent to some other part of the world. So not everybody is going to be a missionary in that sense, but everybody should be a Christian and should be obeying God. Everyone that has been saved should do the job of a Christian, and that is to be a witness. Um, In the Bible, in the New Testament, it talks about that ye are witnesses, not that ye are actually 
doing an action of witnessing, but that it is a state of being. It's who you are as a believer in Christ. You are a witness. In Matthew 8, the or I'm sorry, Matthew 28, the famous Great Commission passage, verse 19 and 20, it says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. So here... God's not telling everybody that you need to go into a different part of the world and teach a different nation. He's saying this is the job that is given to the church. Some people God will call out and will send somewhere else, but there have to be people at home that are holding down the ropes, that are witnessing to their neighbors, that are um, providing financially for hey, the Brazel family to go to Australia. So it is a command given to the Christian, to the church, to to witness, to share the gospel. And then the missionary is different in the aspect of they are then sent into some other part than their local community. So when we're teaching this to our kids, I think it's important to emphasize that, hey, as a Christian, this is our responsibility. And this is how it's a little bit different for a missionary. But just because God has not called you or your family or yet your children to be a missionary, um, there is still an involvement that God has given to the Christian and to the church to be involved in world missions on the grand scale. Um, So like I said, we can't check a box and say, oh, well, we're going to the mission field, so that is the extent of our involvement in missions. No, we have a responsibility to give, to to share the gospel where, where we are, and then to see missions work expand around the world in other places that isn't our mission field, just like every other believer. So with that in mind, we are going to just jump in and share some different ways that you can involve your children in this. Because like I said, if missions is the heartbeat of God, we want our children to have the heartbeat of God. And really that starts with the heart of mommy and daddy. If your heart is not for world missions, then it's going to be really hard to pass that to your kids. And that's one uh, piece of advice that a veteran missionary wife gave is that the most important thing is that, especially mama, mama tends to have um, a very heavy influence within the home as she's the one that's day in, day out, um, often educating the children, um, speaking with the children. And obviously the dad plays a very important role in that as well. But as the mama kind of sets the tone for the home, she herself needs to have a heart that just lives, eats, and breathes missions, local missions, um, you know, worldwide missions that just breathes the gospel that has this desire to see people saved. And then I think this can be a tricky one um, as moms because I would love nothing more than to think that my kiddos are going to grow up and live in houses right beside me on the same street and I'm going to get to play with my grandchildren every day. Um, But the reality is that's probably not going to happen. And I want them to do whatever it is that God has created them for and that means that I might have to send them across the, the to the other side of the world like my parents are having to do with me and and I need to be okay I need to surrender myself to whatever God has for me and I need to surrender my children to whatever it is that God has for them and to not be afraid I think sometimes as moms we're hesitant to expose our kids to missions to the world because we think it might draw them away from us um, Um, But Lord willing, they will grow up and follow God with their lives. And if he so chooses that their heart be placed on a foreign mission field, 
I pray that my heart will go with them in support and encouragement and prayers and that I wouldn't hinder them from fulfilling that call upon their lives that God would give them. And something that that Simeon and I have had to realize as we are going through the difficult adjustment of of saying goodbyes, of parting with those that we love so much, some of the adjustments that our, our parents and families are having to go through is just realizing that the best place that a, your child can be, that that we can be, is obeying God. Obedience brings the blessing. And so for us to obey God, that means that we have to go to the other side of the world. Is it easy? No. Sometimes does it bring tears? I'm on the verge right now. Um, but we have to obey God. And that's what our parents want for us, even though it's hard for them. It's a transition. There is an earthside sacrifice that is made for us to fulfill the calling of God upon our lives. The obedience to the call that God has put on us, it takes higher precedence than anything else. And when he calls, we follow, we obey. And I just, that at the beginning, just we, we as mamas need to be careful that we wouldn't hinder our children from an exposure to world missions with the fear that God actually might send them. Because if he does, he will give the grace and comfort and peace to see it through. And in your kids will be able to obey him in that calling if that's what God so chooses. So let's just get into some nitty gritty. What are ways that we can involve our kids into world missions. And, and there's so many here, but I just want to bullet point some different ones. So one mama is talking about how she homeschools her children. So she made it kind of a part of their homeschool curriculum. She Their their church had this wall of like missionary prayer cards and updated prayer letters. She just collected names and the contact information for missionaries around the world. And every several weeks, they would focus on a different missionary. Um, she would have her kids email or write to them. They they would talk about as they're talking and learning about the country and the culture and the food and the history, anything they could think of to expose their child to that country and culture, they would collect questions. And then they would send those questions to missionaries. And, you know, the missionaries would respond and they'd get to learn about that country in a deeper way um, than even a book would offer because they're getting, you know, real time. They're making that real connection with a person that is there. And then not only learning about country and culture and things like that, but they're able to learn about the spiritual condition about that country as they're engaging with these missionaries. You know, what are difficulties that you have in presenting the gospel to someone? Um, what are ministries that, that, work well on your field that don't work well? How can the gospel better be spread? How can we better pray for you? And I love that, that she just said they just made it a part of their school curriculum. This is just a part of what they did in their family routine. And it was able to expose their kids to the world um, through geography, through culture, through history, but also in a very spiritual aspect as they made that a real part of their lives. I think one of the biggest things that you can do really is to pray for missionaries. Um, And there's so many ways you can do this. Some people have a different missionary every week that they pray for as a family. Um, You know, some Sunday school classes might have a missionary a quarter. You know, that's what we do at our church. My daughter's in the first grade class. And every quarter they have a new missionary family. So every week she's praying for the Poss family in Ecuador and they're getting their updates. They're corresponding. um, She's learning more about Ecuador. I love that. And that helps her be able to pray pray. So we have um, missionary prayer cards. And if, if you don't have any of those, you can 
find missionaries that you know. If you don't know any missionaries, reach out to me. I know a slew of missionaries who would love you to pray for them. Um, but most of us have like a little like four by six card that we give out that has our picture and some of our information. And you can use it as a reminder to pray for your missionaries. But we have like a stack of probably 50 of those that we have just put on a ring. And every night at our family devotions, we go through that and we pray for those missionaries. And we try to pray very specifically. Um, so how do we know how to pray specifically. There are several ways. Social media is a great way to keep up with missionaries. Most missionaries have like a social media, like a Facebook page or something like that where they share their updates. I know we do. Um, They'll have websites and a lot of missionaries do either like a monthly or bi-monthly prayer letter. And this goes out to like the supporting churches um, that support financially, but this can also go out to individuals. And every, okay, so for us, for example, every two months, we send out a letter that updates people on our ministry, what we're doing, how the Lord's working, prayer requests, um, just different things that is going on in our ministry so that people can support us through prayer. And I know that we get a lot of those prayer um, emails, the prayer letter in an email from different missionaries. When we sit down and pray for the Murdoch family to Germany. Um, You know, it's more than just God bless the Murdochs or, you know, help them reach the German people. We know specifics. Um, Their little boy struggling with health things. How can we pray for him? How can we pray for his family as they navigate that? Maybe they have unexpected finances as they've had doctor visits. Um, You know, maybe they have a neighbor that they've been witnessing to and they're asking for God to give them a clear opportunity. We can call out that neighbor by name. So I think that is so important um, to to subscribe to some missionaries' prayer letters, get those in your email inbox, read them, read them. So you would be surprised how much of the prayer letters that we send out via email don't even get opened. Um, and sometimes as the missionary, that can be discouraging. When we take the time to to write in there what's going on and, and give praise requests and give prayer requests and and to try to invest someone into our ministry um, and then to see that, oh, well, only, you know, less than half opened the email. That can be discouraging for the missionary. So open the email if you get it, read it, and then don't just read it, but remember to pray and pray specifically. God delights in answering specific prayers. And why is that? Because he gets the glory from those. You know, we've had some specific prayer requests regarding our, our work and our ministry. And when God answers, we can look at our kids and say, guys, we have been praying for this very specific thing. And look, God just answered that very specific thing. It's hard to, to see the reality of God bless or God answering a prayer like God bless the missionaries. Okay, what exactly does God bless the missionaries look like in real life? Um, but when you say, hey, so-and-so needs a house, Lord, provide them a house. And boom, God provides a house. And Lord, you answered. That's amazing. Let's go tell our kids. Let's praise the Lord together that he gave them a house. Um, So that is another way that you can involve your children is to pray. Pray for the missionaries. Pray for the people in those countries. Pray for the gospel. Um, God says, pray pray ye there for the Lord of the harvest that he will send laborers into his harvest. Pray that God will burden more people to go to the mission field. As a missionary, let me tell you, we need more laborers around the world, let me just put a plug. We need more help in Australia, specifically the Sydney area. So if anybody feels God tugging your heart, we would love to have helpers. There is a need all over this world for missionaries. 
and pray. Maybe maybe God will answer that prayer through your child, or maybe he won't, but pray that God will send more laborers into the harvest field. Another way that you can do it is to do meals. Meals around the world. Um, some ladies said that every Saturday they do this, or every Saturday during the summer, or you know, once a month, whatever you want to do your frequency, but do a meal from around the world. You know, okay, tonight's going to be, you could do something as simple as Italian. Okay, we're going to have spaghetti. It doesn't take a lot of learning to figure out how to make spaghetti. Um, so, but we're going to learn a couple things about Italy, and I'm going to try to find a missionary that serves in Italy. We're going to email, get a couple specific prayer requests, and tonight at dinner, while we're eating our spaghetti, we're going to pray for this family that's serving the Lord in Italy. So that's a neat way. And that kind of gives your kids a very like physical, tangible connection to that country, to that culture, and to that missionary. Um, Food just tends to stick with us in our memories. And I love incorporating that into an exposure to missions. Um, I talked a lot about the missionary prayer letter. Another thing that most missionaries have is like a missionary video. Usually when we're kind of in the deputation process of raising support, going church to church, presenting our ministries, we will show a video, usually like a five minute video talking a little bit more about the country that we're going to and what we feel like the Lord has put on our hearts to do. And you can find those. Um, Ours is on YouTube. I think if you type in Brazzles to Australia, you'll probably find our missionary video. Let your kids watch that. That'll give them, you know, pictures of the people, pictures of the animals and, and different things like that. And to hear the heart of the missionary, to see the faces, to connect all of those dots together so that they have an investment in that. Another way that's really good to teach your kids to be involved in missions is to read missionary biographies. Um, I don't think anything pulls on the heartstrings quite like reading the true accounts of people that have just given everything for the Lord. I mean, I'm, oh goodness, I've read so many missionary biographies and the impact that they have not on just my exposure to missions, but on my Christian faith. Like, wow, if Gladys Allward had the faith to trust God and walk 40 miles in the snow by herself in the middle of Siberia, like I can make this little sacrifice for the Lord. This is nothing. And it's just powerful to be able to read those stories and to expose your children to a God that comes through for his people time and time and time again. And to watch the miraculous things that God can do through a yielded life. Missionary biographies are a wonderful way to expose your children to missions. Um, one of the great resources that I love for this is the Christian Heroes Then and Now series. I'll link this in in the show notes. Um, but they did such a beautiful job of putting together, oh goodness, I mean, probably, I, I know there's at least 50 volumes, if not more, of biographies on on missionaries, on Christian heroes. Um, we're currently reading through Gladys Allward with our children, and it's just been so good for Daddy and I, much less our kids, to hear of her faith, hear of her resilience and her tenacity and just her determination that nothing is going to stop me. God has called me to China. God has put a love for the Chinese people in my heart, and I'm going to do whatever it takes to get there. And it has been encouraging to see her faith and, and then to have that impact our own walk with Christ as we trust him for things in our lives. Another wonderful thing that you can do is extend hospitality to missionaries. Um, Have missionaries in your home. Have them over for a meal. Um, If you have an extra room... 
as a missionary, there's oftentimes where we're traveling around and we're in an in-between place and we need a place to stay. Offer them your guest bedroom. Save them a hundred or more dollars on the hotel room. Bring them into your home. Let your children meet them and realize that a missionary is just a, another person like them. We're real life people. Um, it's it's something that they can attain. It doesn't have to be this like celebrity thing. Like, oh, I could, you know, I, I love basketball, but I'm never going to be, you know, Michael Jordan, whoever famous. No, th- this is something attainable. You can say, hey, you can be the next Gladys Allward, Amy Carmichael, Adoniram Judson. They, they're just everyday people that have completely surrendered their life to the Lord. And, and you can do that. Let them meet, you know, let your kids meet these missionaries, let them meet the families, let them meet the kids, let this become so real. And in turn, you will be a a blessing to that missionary family by providing a meal, providing a place to lay their head. And, and as you seek to be a blessing to them, as you seek to have them in your home, they will bless you. Um, it'll be such a blessing to, to have them in your home. You can also encourage your kids to have a missionary pen pal. So we kind of talked about this email thing. Um, But hey, if you are praying for a family that has a kid that's around your child's age, reach out and say, you know, my son is 11 and we saw your little boy's 11 and we were just wondering if they could kind of correspond by email. And, you know, as a parent, obviously, you know, you want to guard their time on the computer and be involved in that. But if you have a family email account or something, um, you can have your kids type things up and kind of chit chat and get to know missionary kids and encourage those kids um, as well. Because like I said, they're just, they're kids just like your kids and they face the same things that your kids face. And I'm sure it would encourage them so much to have another friend that is their age that they know is praying for them. As we kind of get closer to the holiday month, somebody gave the uh, suggestion that every year, um, since their kids were little, that in October they would start preparing a Christmas package for a missionary family. And she said sometimes it was really hard for their kids to see the toys and the treats and everything go out to somebody else. But they were able to learn that it's more blessed to give than to receive. And, you know, it it is so special to be able to do that. I know uh, we've done the uh, Operation Christmas Child and packed the shoeboxes. And I love that. I think that's a great idea. Um, Again, not specifically going to a missionary, but still trying to be a a worldwide blessing. Let God use you to be a worldwide blessing. But I like that this kind of makes it even more personal. If you can find a family that you've been praying for, you've been learning about their country, you've watched their video, you get their letters, um, you've tried to cook some of their food, and hey, for Christmas, you know, especially if you've been kind of corresponding with these people, you can say, hey, what would your kids like? Or, you know, what can you not get on your field? I was surprised to find that there are a lot of mission fields, a lot of places around the world that it's hard to get chocolate chips. There are missionaries that would just die to have some chocolate chips. So that's not a big like hard thing to include in a box. Put some chocolate chips in there. And um, when you go, when we go to Australia, please send us peanut butter. They don't have peanut butter here, like or they don't have peanut butter there like we do here. So, if you want to send us a Christmas package? Send us lots of peanut butter. We would be just thrilled beyond imagining. But things like that, that you know, it could surprise the missionary, or if maybe you have to correspond with the missionary to get logistics settled. Um, but it could surprise the kids. And how special do you think it would mean to those kids all in a foreign field to all of a sudden get this random package at their door and to open it up and find that it was some of their favorite things, some of their memories from home, um, from their life in the States, and just to see their smile 
emails and to see what an encouragement that that can be. I just, I think that's so special. I loved that idea. The last one that I'll share on here is giving. It is never too early to teach your children how to give. Whether, like I said, it's a toy that you're going to send in a Christmas box, or maybe they have a little job and you're teaching them to tithe and then give above that. And in missions, maybe your church does faith promise missions giving where you ask the Lord, what would you like for us to invest into world missions this year financially? And and God will lay something on your heart and you commit to Rain or shine, you have put this on my heart and I've committed to give this, Lord. That's what our church does. Our church participates in that. And like I said, even though we're missionaries, we participate in faith promise giving. We feel a conviction that just because we are on a mission field, that that doesn't alleviate um, our responsibility to have that part to get missionaries to other fields all over the world. I mean, you can teach your kids to have a part in that. Um, Teach them to give sacrificially. And and that's hard. Again, that starts with mom and dad. Um, It's easy to give out of the abundance. It's more difficult to give sacrificially, but it teaches lessons. It'll teach you lessons. It'll increase your faith as you watch God give more through you than he gives to you. Um, But it'll encourage your children and it'll develop character in them as you teach them to give to the cause of Christ. And, and I love putting a lot of these different ideas together um, because it can be hard to to want to give if you don't know your missionaries, if you aren't connected with them in any way. But when you're corresponding, when you're when you're creating, when you're involving your kids in world missions and it is a part of your everyday life and they may not personally know these families, but these are families, these are names that can have come up repeatedly. Um, I'm just thinking even in our family, my kids do not know the Kelly family. Um, the Kelly family are people that I know actually from my childhood um, serving the Lord around the world. Um, but because we pray for them, they know them, you know? And so when I see prayer requests or updates on Facebook, I can say, hey kids, you know the Kelly family? Um, God's doing this in their hearts right now, or God's doing this in their ministry, or we need to stop and we're going to pray for the Kellys. And they're like, oh yeah, the Kellys. Okay, I know their prayer card. Um, So even though, like I said, it's not this personal, you know, in life, somebody that they're seeing all the time, because they've been exposed through praying, through updates, through email, through exposure to the country, it's, it's a quick connection connection in their mind so that then, hey, if the Kellys need a van for their ministry, if they're building a new church and they're they're needing funds, we're quick to give because our hearts are already invested in that family, in that ministry. And, And that's just one example of a family. Like I said, if you're short on missionary contacts that you know, um, there's a line out the door that I know um, that would love to have you praying for them and in engaging with them and getting involved with them. Um, and just so many ways that you can be a blessing to missionaries. Um, something else I just thought of really quick is a lot of missionaries on those prayer cards will put their special days, birthdays, anniversaries. Um, and it has been so special to us, even being stateside and you know finishing up this process of of deputation and getting to the field already. It's been a blessing to us for on birthdays when our kids get an email from somebody or get a card in the mail. You know, someone sent my son on his birthday a card that had just some sticker sheets in it and that made his day. But it was, we were able to stop and say, 
you don't know who this person is, but this is somebody from one of our supporting churches, and this is somebody who prays for our family. They pray for you. They're asking God to work in our family's life, and it just we were able to make that full, broad connection for him. Um, and and I think hopefully on the end that that family was able to involve their kids. Like, hey, do you want to pick the stickers? What do you think this little boy would like? And so both of both of us are receiving this mutual blessing through this relationship, through both of us involving our kids in world missions. It might look a little bit different um, from the receiver than the giver, but we are both being involved in this ministry and it's having an impact on our children. I want to share just a couple little testimonies that really stood out to me when I was kind of giving this poll in this missions group and asking different women, um, you know, different things that helped encourage them and their involvement in world missions. Um, Coming back to the idea of reading missionary biographies, there was one lady that said that she just grew up reading every missionary biography she could get her hand on and how she was just fully surrendered. She, that was her dream. Her dream was that God would call her to the mission field. And as she got older, she actually kind of had to reverse surrender. You know, most of us have to surrender to go. She said she actually had to surrender to stay. Like, Lord, my dream is to go somewhere. I want to be on a foreign field. But I'm going to surrender that if you want me to stay here and faithfully serve and witness to my neighbors in my community, I will surrender to stay. Now, God did call her to go. But I thought that was interesting how she, she that exposure through missionary biography, led her heart so much to be burdened for world missions that she had to do this reverse surrender and then to see that God fulfilled her dream anyway and and sent her and has had her ministering on her field now. Another thing um, that somebody mentioned in regards to hospitality, she said that her, she, so, okay, so she was the missionary kid. Her family was serving abroad, um, but when they were stateside, there was this family who they were just hardworking, uh, you know, farmers, Christians in the church trying to be involved and serve faithfully where God had put them in the States, but they had a heart for missions. And so they would have missionaries in their home. They made that a big emphasis with their children. Um, they would have their kids take mission trips. And that exposure to missions lit a fire in their children's heart for missions to where their son grew up and actually married this girl who had been in his home who had um, in, invested into their ministry throughout uh, the his childhood. He then married her, and now they are serving the Lord faithfully. So I thought that was neat, just a sweet story. And oh my goodness, that made me think I cannot end this episode without talking about the impact of going on a missions trip. I don't know how I got lost in my notes, but one of the greatest things you can do to expose your children to open their eyes to the reality that there is a world so far beyond their circle, their daily life. We can get so easily consumed with just our lives, the busyness of our lives, the things that just directly affect us, that we forget that there is a lost and dying world beyond us, um, whether that's beyond my driveway, beyond my the Atlantic Ocean, whatever that needs to know about Christ. And one of the best ways you can expose your kids is missions trips. Um, Obviously, you know, this kind of might be when they're a little bit older. If you have the opportunity when they're little, travel as a family. Um, You know, I I know a lot of us love to vacation. Well, maybe let's sacrifice a vacation every couple years and let's try to see if we can go um, and help a missionary family on their field. Or maybe your church takes missions trips. Involve your kids in that. Um, Your teenagers, as they're trying to figure out what it is that God 
God has created them for, have them go on a mission trip. Like I said, maybe he'll call them and maybe he won't. But either way, they will come back with a heart that is that is burdened about the world, with a desire to surrender their lives or to be a faithful prayer warrior or to be a faithful giver or to be invested in reading these prayer letters and praying and you know teaching the next generation to have a desire to impact the world for Christ Another testimony that a lady shared, they are missionaries in Cambodia. We actually know this family. She said that her eight-year-old son was riding with his dad to go visit a church member. So her son said, Daddy, I really feel like the Lord would want me to be a missionary right now, like right now while I'm young. Um, And her husband said, well, maybe you feel that way because you are a missionary right now. And she just said that her son's reaction was priceless. It was like all the puzzle pieces came together for him. And he realized that that he is a missionary, that in, in Cambodia with his family, that he is serving, that he is having a part in that. And I know that is kind of unique a little bit to the situation of if you are a missionary family on a field. Um, But even if you're not, you know, just the reality that your kids don't have to wait to have have an involvement in world missions. They don't have to be a teenager. They don't have to be an adult. They can be little. My two-year-old, my little Ivy, she can be involved in world missions. You know, I can I can give her a quarter and she can put it in the offering plate and we can instruct her like that is going to help missionaries. Uh, we teach her to pray. You know, she doesn't, well, I say she doesn't talk a lot. She talks a lot. She doesn't have a broad vocabulary yet. Um, you know, but as we pray for the missionaries, we try to get a couple of specific prayer requests and each one of us take a turn praying for them. And when it gets to Ivy, sometimes her prayers are the little more generic prayers like, God, thank you for the, you know, thank you for the Curtis family. Um, but she's having a part. She's being involved on her level. And, and I love that. And so I just, I hope this gave you some ideas, maybe some unique ways that if you're not already doing this in your home, that you can involve your kids in world missions. Because ladies, like I said, this, this is, this is God's desire. This is his heartbeat. This is uh, what he wants for this world. He desires that every tribe, every nation, every tongue come to know him as Lord and King. And how can they hear without a preacher? How can they know without someone that is willing to go? Um, but to be have the someone that is willing to go, there has to be someone that's willing to stay and hold the ropes. It's a team effort. It is a team effort as the missionary in the church, as we all partner together to see the work of God um, expand all over this globe. So I pray that you will involve your children, that you will Give them this heart for the world and just a desire to see God work in in all of the world and in each unique part. So thanks so much for listening to this episode. I hope that it has been a blessing. I hope that the No Higher Calling podcast has been a blessing to you. If so, please subscribe, share with your friends, and engage with me on Instagram at nohighercalling underscore. You can also subscribe to receive the No Higher Calling encouragement email on my website, which is www.nohighercalling.org. This includes podcast notes, what I'm reading, spiritual encouragement, a glimpse into my home, and some of my favorite products and resources. You can also enjoy more content on the No Higher Calling YouTube channel. I pray that this podcast will encourage you to fall more in love with Jesus and to be the Christian woman he's called you to be. Thanks for listening.